Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, this is Corey. Welcome to another edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, if any of the stories that I'm about to share with you are of interest, you can head over to blog.lgbthealthlink.org where we have a written version of this week's roundup, including links to all of the articles that I'm about to discuss. So let's jump into our first story of the week. Multiple genes contribute to sexual orientation. STAT reported on a groundbreaking study which found that genetics are indeed related to sexual orientation, but do not themselves tell scientists enough to predict orientation based just on DNA. Additionally, they found that many genetic variants contribute to one's orientation, so there's no single quote-unquote gay gene that decides someone's orientation. This is consistent with other studies, but this is a big study that included the DNA of nearly half a million people, so it definitely gives us some new insights. Interestingly, the study doesn't particularly tell us what other factors may cause sexual orientation. Prior research has suggested that there are environmental factors, both at the small family and community level, as well as in terms of big social norms. But the researchers of this study recommend more research in that area and say that it needs to be interdisciplinary because clearly sexual orientation is something uh, complex and the answer is not going to be as simple as finding a, a single gene that can explain everything. So a very interesting study that still raises a lot of uh, questions as much as it does answers. Next up, school policies associated with disparities. A new study found that in states with prohibitions on the so-called promotion of homosexuality in schools, disparities existed between sexual minority and heterosexual students with respect to use of e-cigarettes that did not exist in states without these laws. These laws are sometimes known as the don't say gay laws, and they pretty much ban educators from saying anything that has to do with sexual orientation at school, which is really detrimental to the health and well-being of the students, uh, as is evidenced by studies such as this. Researchers, in fact, say that the stress from living under discriminatory laws may play a role in disparate e-cigarette use among LGBT youth in these areas. In other words, you live in an area where you're discriminated against, where you don't feel included, and you're more likely to therefore look for coping mechanisms such as using e-cigarettes. Next up, treating cancer among LGBT youth. Helio reported on efforts in Australia to make healthcare professionals more welcoming of LGBT youth and young adults with cancer, a population which has remained largely invisible. Researchers developed suggestions, including comprehensive and ongoing training, creating safe spaces within hospitals, and partnering with more LGBT community stakeholders. This is such great and important work when you think about how difficult it is for anyone to have a cancer diagnosis, especially a young person, that they may also be feeling discriminated against or just not feeling included or not having those community connections. Really important to see this kind of thing happening. Our next story finds differences in HIV testing rates. Researchers examined differences in HIV testing with respect to gender, sexual orientation, and race and ethnicity. 
Overall, black men and women and Latinx men had higher lifetime testing rates than their white counterparts, whereas Asian men and women had lower rates than their white peers. Among men, gay Latinx men had the highest lifetime testing rate of any subgroup, with a whopping 92.6%, which is great. Of course, the, the negative side of the study is that while it's great to see um, Black and Latinx people testing more than white people, that reflects the fact that they have much higher risk. So it's good that, that they're getting tested, but it underscores the need for continued intervention in this area, um, especially for LGBT people of color who are overwhelmingly more impacted by the HIV ec- epidemic than our white LGBT uh, peers. Next up, sexual minorities and sexual assault. The conversation reported on the unique harms suffered by queer men who face sexual assault, who may also be less likely to report instances because of fear of being stigmatized or receiving victim blaming. Experts say sexual minority survivors may face negative psychological outcomes with relation to their LGBT identities, which can entail low self-esteem and trouble managing relationships. And in our final story for the week, defining bisexuality. Prevention explored the meaning of terms like bisexual, pansexual, and more, which we know often can confuse people who are working in the healthcare field, and really anyone who doesn't have that identity themselves. The author busts some common myths about the term bisexual by noting that bisexuality does not imply equal attraction to more than one gender, and it also doesn't mean that attraction is also both sexual and romantic. It's great to see something like this in prevention because understanding people's identities and what that means for their risk factors is really important in healthcare prevention. So it's good to see this there and a good article to share with folks who may need some help understanding the nuances of these types of terms. Well, that does it for another edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Again, if you would like to follow up and read more about any of the stories we've just discussed, head on over to blog.lgbthealthlink.org where you can find a written version with all of the links to all of the stories. As always, I hope that you will uh, subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying listening. Um, Feel free to give us a review with some suggestions and anything you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Thanks as always for listening and talk to you next week.